So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Andrew from Afterlife. And we're gonna ask him some questions. Say, I'm gonna start. Uh, so what inspired the creation of the band and what does the band name mean? Uh, well, the creation of the band, we actually were, me and Tyler and our drummer were in another band uh, before called Every Passing Dream. And um, it just, we wrote a new CD and it just didn't make sense for Every Passing Dream. So we were like, we just got to like rename this and like rebrand it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when we switched to Afterlife and we had like a real cool like putting to rest the old band and like starting the new band video that like brought the whole band in. And um, the name is just like, honestly, we were trying to figure out a name for like six months and we couldn't like land on one that everyone liked or land on one that was even decent. And just one day Tyler was like, what about Afterlife? And we were just like, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. And that was, that was it. That was really it. And uh, I mean, we took a lot more meaning behind the name once we like made like the transition into the new band and everything like that but at the time it was like man that sounds cool so yeah. <laughs> all right do you remember any of the other names they had floating mm. around um not off the top of my head i'd have to go back and look but they were all pretty bad so it, was like, it wasn't yeah. even it wasn't even close that's fair all right uh, so congratulations on your upcoming album part of me how do you felt the response to the single so far um well this response has been insane for the single so far like it's like a night and day difference from our first cd like obviously we had a full year of touring we toured all the u.s multiple times we went to europe and everything so that definitely helped like grow our like natural fan base before we started releasing new music but mm -hmm. uh the reception to the singles it's just like each single like consequently the reaction was just like better and better and better so far so it's been it's been a ride so far we're very excited for the record to come out and it's i think the whole record is just a very unique experience in its own so mm -hmm. i'm excited for that <laughs> Burn It so Down has been on a loop since it came out. It's so good. And the album <laughs> yeah, was very was... good, too, but I only yeah, got that, that last good. night. So, <laughs> have, have you guys heard the whole album? Yes. Yes. It was too short. That's my too review. Short? Too short. I wanted it to be longer. <laughs> it's a longer. good review. Yeah. Okay. okay. Give us bonus tracks, yes. basically. Yeah. We have a couple that, that may end up coming out at a later time. Um, right. Okay. But we, our biggest thing with the band is that, like, when we put out something, it has to be something that we are like 100% over the moon about. Yeah. So like if a song's not there, we will never like add a filler song. Like if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Like I'm sure you've listened to records before where like the first four songs are amazing. And then like the middle, middle yep. three are like whatever. And then Why is this you here? Get, yeah, exactly. And then you get to like the last song and you're like, this is the best song on the record. And mm -hmm. people are like, why is this last? Like, we don't like to do that. And that's like a huge thing that we've always been like very adamant about with us and our producer. So um, that's why you got 10 songs. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I could tell it was just banger after banger the entire record. So there was no filler. Yeah, yeah. I'm not disappointed in that front. And there were no slow songs. So I was glad about that, too. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm, interesting. <laughs> interesting take there because yeah. I wouldn't have expected that one. But no, I, I I definitely agree. It's just the whole record, even like down to like the track listing, like how it rolls through the CD. I just feel like it's a very like different experience. And I know it sounds very cliche for a band to say, but like I don't know. It's just like every song just like has its 
purpose on the record if that makes sense mm-hmm. uh so is there any meaning behind the album name or the cover art so um i don't know if you guys know this but tyler actually made the cover art completely himself no that is all that. all from scratch he made it all himself and uh we went through a couple different uh designers that we work with all the time and it just wasn't clicking like the idea we had was like the whole idea was a collage because the songs the record's called part of me so we wanted to have like different items of things that like represent like the whole and mm. um we worked with a couple different designers went through multiple revisions and we were just like it's just not right and uh tyler made this one night at his house and was just like um he was just like do you guys think this is cool and we were all like yeah it's it's pretty cool but like that to be refined more and uh he he met up with our photographer actually and like they put it together together and like took really good photos of it and it's just i don't know it was very important but there's a lot of meaning behind the name of the record and um it the way that if you listen to the songs you listen to the lyrics you notice that there's like a lot of different emotions going on in the record and a lot of things that mean a lot i guess you could say and it's like the whole little mantra that we've had is like part of me is lost part of me is grief part of me is depression part of me is anxiety and it just comes together as a whole and that's what that's what you're made up of you know it's it's you know a bunch of little things that make that are all a part of you that make you who you are okay i like that yeah that's really cool that's really sick and how long did that take to come together how did that click for you guys like the like the whole like essence of the record or the record itself the essence of the record Okay, so we were trying to figure out a name for the record for a while and we were like toying with like, you know, is it cliche to just use a song name as the title of the record? And we were like, are we at the point in our careers where we could just self-title it? Because that's what we were thinking for a little while. And we're like, maybe not yet. Um, So when we were like thinking about what to do with the record, we were like, well, the song that resonates the most and means the most to all of us is part of me. Mm -hmm. And the main lyrics and part of me, you know, obviously it's just a part of me. And that was like something that resonated heavily because we wrote the whole record during the pandemic. So we went through hell to get this record finished to yeah. put it, to put it loosely at that yeah. point. Um, so yeah, that's, it, it took to get to that final, like, like feeling and mantra for the record. It probably took us like about a month to like really grasp what we, what we thought of it. Okay. Um, so that's that's pretty much how long it took to get to that point. <laughs> All right, that makes sense. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this record? Okay, so this record, we landed in LA on February 29th of 2020. So two weeks before the national shutdown. Yeah. Um, and we started working on the record. We had a couple writing sessions before that we went out to LA for. We've worked with the same producers since the beginning of the band. Uh, we've worked with other producers as well. Like on Breaking Point, half the record was done by a different producer, but uh, we work with this producer, Zach Jones. He's in LA. He's absolutely killing it right now. And um, he has basically been like our rock. Like he's like unofficial member of the band, basically. Like he's Mm -hmm. just as important to us as like the rest of the band is. And um, we landed in LA on the 29th. We started writing the record and then obviously panic started to set in and being in LA during that was insane because there was like 
no traffic and no one on the roads. Wow. And it was like oh, wow. terrifying. Couldn't even buy a mask. Like there was no masks anywhere. Like, so we were just going at it with no masks, trying to like not get sick. Yeah. And uh, we got about two and a half weeks done. We were supposed to be there for six weeks. We got two and a half weeks done. Then we were forced to come home. Mm-hmm. And then um, our producer flew to Florida for like two weeks in June of 2020. And we got more of the record done, but it was also during the time of uh, the protests and George Floyd. So there mm-hmm. was a lot of other things that took precedence uh, at that time for us. So, uh, you know, we didn't finish the record at that time as we planned to. So we mm-hmm. went back to LA one more time in September of last year and finished everything up, got everything done. Um, and yeah, it was just a... It was a very long process, a lot of FaceTime yeah. sessions and Zoom sessions to like work on the record and stuff too. But um, yeah, the, the process was just insane, honestly, when you when we think back at it, like I know a lot of people wrote music during the pandemic, but like we were literally everywhere trying to get this record done. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Well, hopefully the next time you guys go to put a record together, a global pandemic doesn't happen. You can just bang it out in one go. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, but honestly, at the same time, I feel like it really made this record as good as it is because uh, we had a lot of time to reflect on things that we like didn't like or what we did like or mm-hmm. what we wanted more of or less of. And it, it, it ended up landing us with much better songs in the long run, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, would I ever want to do it again like that? Absolutely not. But <laughs> okay. it, it, it definitely was a different experience than like trying to cram in like an entire record in you know just one sitting so it was definitely yeah. a an interesting experience to say the least Hell yeah. okay so besides the global pandemic part do you think you would try to give yourself more time with the record next time you make it make another one i guess um i i mean i think that if we were there the whole time and we didn't have the pandemic to worry about and everything else i think we would have been fine and it would have been finished in time um mm-hmm. it wasn't like we were behind or anything it was just like towards the end of the th- the second or I guess the second half week, I guess, mm-hmm. um, we were taking like two, three hour breaks because we were trying to figure out if we had to go home. And yeah. our producer had just moved to LA with his wife. So they were terrified. They barely know mm-hmm. anyone there other than music people. And they're like, do we drive back across the country and stay with my parents while this is going on? So um, we were all just trying to figure out logistics of how to get out of there and they were yeah. talking about like shutting down the airports and stuff at that time so we were like if we get stuck here we're screwed we can't yeah. go anywhere <laughs> glad yeah. that didn't happen <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean at least you guys are still in the states because we talked to someone today who was in south america mm-hmm. when the world was shutting down yeah so That's, like one of my one of my good friends was actually in bali i think bali when the pandemic was setting in but bali had like no cases at the time so yeah they got they got back in time but i couldn't imagine like seeing your country shutting down and like am i gonna be able to get back exactly (laughs) am i stuck here uh so had the track list for the album come about did you write the opener to be the open and the closer be a closer or did you just kind of shuffle it and that's how it came to be um, so we are very meticulous when it comes to track listing. And I'm sure if you listen, when you listen through the, the record, like it kind of ebbs and flows like very well, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, um, when we wrote the opening track, Misfit Anthem, it wasn't intended to be the first song, but when we, like the second we finished that song, we literally all, or, uh, 
at that time we all looked at each other and we were just like it's going to be the the opening song on the record mm -hmm. and uh the the ending song on the record obviously if when you listen to it it just fades out in a very cool way so i just feel like it it just made total sense for it to end where it ended and that's just how we came about uh getting that all done and i'm sorry i meant wasting time when we wrote wasting time it, <laughs> okay. it, it just it just came together like once we finished it, we're like, this is going to be the opening track to the record. And mm -hmm. that was the first song we actually finished for the record too. So it's kind of funny that that's how it ended up. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It's good. Uh, so what song took the longest to write off the album and which one is your personal favorite? Okay. So my personal favorite song on the album is pure for sure. That's mm -hmm. no question about it. That's by far my favorite song. And I went through a war with our label and the rest of the band thinking that it should be a single, but in the end, it didn't end up being one. Um, but uh, the song that probably took the longest and it wasn't because it was hard to write was probably Envy because Envy is like a really cool story because every day, like the last hour of the day in the studio, we would just go back and work on it. And oh. there was not like a, like we had like no, like, direction that we were specifically going into at that time other than the fact that we were playing that game doom eternal a bunch and we're like we want this to sound crazy mm -hmm. so that was like the whole point of it but that song probably took the longest to write just because we literally did we worked on it like hour by hour each day um when it comes to like a full song i think that the song that probably took the longest was miles away because it's a very emotionally charged song so there was points where it was very hard for tyler to get through what he was trying to do and, and get everything written for it. So that would probably be the one that I would say took the longest when it comes to like actual work into the song. All right. Uh, so where was your headspace at while you guys were writing this album? Well, I mean, I'm sure if when you listen to like wasting time and burn it down, like you can tell that we were very emotionally charged with what was going on at the time with the pandemic, shutting everything down and seeing all of our hard work for the last year just disappear and tours getting canceled and everything. So, you know, and all over things that were very easily avoidable if people can just listen to some simple rules and things to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, that the headspace for the record, it, it just depends on what time period you speak of, because like, you know, when we wrote part of me, we had the plan for that song to be the, follow up to broken home if you've listened to our last record mm -hmm. and so that time when we were when we were writing that song it was like a very somber time and then towards the end of the record uh tyler went through a breakup and that's where we ended up with miles away mm -hmm. um so that was just like a tough time for him as well so it, it it honestly it really depends on when which recession you ask about it's where the headspace was at the time because like the first session we were very angry and then mm -hmm. like the last session we were like very sad so it's yeah. like a little little balance there at the same time yeah yeah all right everywhere uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this record for the first time should they turn off the lights put on some headphones and just kind of be immersed should they put it on a party should they go on a road trip with friends to listen to it what do you recommend my personal recommendation is you have to listen to this album front to back like mm. no random no skips no no shuffle you have to listen to it front to back because like i said i think that the track listing just came out like perfect when you yeah. listen through and um 
I mean, it really just depends on what kind of mood you're in. Like, I think it sounds, it's great to drive to. So I would definitely recommend it for a road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's like really cool to just like zone out to and listen to and, and put on some headphones and just lay on your couch and just let the roller coaster take you. So yeah. that's how I feel about it, but definitely a front to back listen in my opinion. All right. Makes sense. Uh, so this question should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. In three words? Yes. Mm-hmm. Angry, aggressive, and emotional. Ooh. That's, that's good. good. Good job, good job. Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this record? <laughs> um, that's a hard one. There's a couple really good ones. Um. I think one of the best ones was um, when we were writing the record, we took a night off in LA right before the pandemic set in and we went to emo night out there oh. and t- worst place to go, obviously, right where this is setting in, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was no mandates or anything yet. So we went to emo night to see the word alive. We've toured with them a couple of times. They're phenomenal dudes. And we went to hang out with them and it was just such a good night. Like the vibes were just like perfect. And then we went in the studio the next day and knocked out like three songs in one day. Um, so that was just like such a good vibe. Um, also like the first night when we were in LA, we met up with our producer cause he's also like one of our best friends. So like, and we, we got to hang out with him and just talk about what we wanted to do with the record. That was phenomenal. And then uh, obviously another thing that was like emotionally charged for us was uh, we all went together to, uh, one of the protests when uh, when George Floyd died, and mm-hmm. that was a a crazy feeling to see like thousands of people walking across 95 in our area, which is like yep. the main highway, and it's like insane to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just like so many there's like so many memories. I think my actually my favorite memory will always be Zach's dog because his dog's awesome. <laughs> Hangs out in the studio with us. So all that <laughs> stuff, just be like. Oh yeah, but the dog, you know, the, the dog's dog my favorite. Pretty cool. Which I completely get because yeah. <laughs> dogs are amazing. So it's good. Uh so picture this, you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? They always make fun of me for this. I oh I exclusively drink sparkling water unless I drink regular water. So that's would be it. glory. Peach peach perrier or Ooh. a actually, no, not anymore. It is a Topo Chico. Okay. Uh, it would be a Topo Chico, uh, pumpkin seeds, lightly salted, the one, the lightly salted ones, and yeah. then a Milky Way. <laughs> oh, dude, Milky Ways are are the best. I have the only chocolate bar. Yeah, yeah, and also sparkling water is also the best. So yes, good choice. Good it has choice. to be freezing cold though. If it gets yeah, warm, course. throw it away. No, no, <laughs> especially away. like room temperature. Like oh, it's the worst. Yeah, it has to be cold. Got a point there. Uh, so I know this album isn't even out yet, but are you guys working on anything new that you could tell us about? Um, so we haven't started working on anything new just yet, just because like this process was painstaking for us. And it's mm-hmm. not even that we, we love recording. We love working on new music. We love everything. It's just like after we finally got the whole record done, we were like, we need to just get this record out first yeah. and get back to touring. Cause it's been so long, but uh, we are currently, we have a few writing sessions booked for the end of the year. So uh, we'll be getting back out to LA then and, uh, and getting started on some new stuff. And that's pretty much where we're going to be at after this. So that's, that's our plans for, for now. All right. Okay. 
Uh, and then where do you see the band in the next five years? Uh, well, we recently have came into like a new team for the band. We kind of restructured like who we work with and stuff like that. Um, so everything that's happened since we've done that has been insane. So hopefully we are in a bus headlining mm-hmm. in the next five years and hopefully playing some pretty big venues. And hopefully by five years, we've hit Australia and Japan and uh, some other places because we want to we want to nail all the continents. So we could say that we've been everywhere. That's like our biggest goal. <laughs> all right. All right. See you That's guys good. headlining uh, Antarctica in the next exactly. five years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Metallica is the only band that's ever played there. Well, are you why, serious? Why not become number two? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. There's only like. 300 scientists there so <laughs> pretty much pretty much your crowd <laughs> uh so for the last couple of questions we're actually going to shift away from music if that's okay with you that's fine cool uh, uh for the last boom you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink <laughs> uh okay so can i give you two answers yes i'll give you the, sure. the the realistic one and then the one that's not realistic realistic one would be a chipotle bowl no question mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and with the drink, it would have to be. I would probably have to do a Topo Chico. It's sad to say, but that would probably be Mike. Um, but the unrealistic one would be like a a Wagyu fillet. Oh yeah. Um, specifically from Bourbon Steak in Nashville, one of my favorite restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if I did that, then it would be like an old fashioned, like a whiskey old fashioned or something like that. Probably that would be my choice. Okay. <laughs> All right. Both amazing choices uh so if you could live in one fiction world for a week where would you live if i could live in one fiction world for a week hmm that's that's actually an amazing question um i don't uh i would want to live somewhere in i would want to live in asgard as long as i have (gasps) as long as i have powers as well i would want to live in asgard yeah that would be my choice all right. right, Thor or Loki? Which oh, one's like Thor, your favorite? Thor, one hundred percent. But Loki okay. is Loki is equally phenomenal. But Thor is my favorite Avenger, so that's like that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's like a no contest for me. I think Ragnarok's the best movie in the entire MCU. So. It is one of the best ones, one hundred percent. How do you, have you seen the new Loki series? Absolutely, I watched it religiously. I thought it was phenomenal. I think it was done so well. Yep, I'm glad that they took their time on it. Um, mm-hmm. I think all of the new MCU shows have been great, but I think Loki smoked the rest of them. Oh, so 100%. Far. So, yeah. It had a lot more depth than all the other ones. Like, all the other ones were great, but Loki, it just kept blowing my mind every single episode. Yes. And I think that the episodes, specifically episode four, I don't want to like give any spoilers, but when they first get to the, the void or whatever, oh, yeah. I yeah, feel yeah. like that was like the first episode of any of these Marvel shows that were like, on par with like Endgame or like yeah. or like an Avengers actual movie like mm-hmm. the, the the quality of the episodes you know what I mean 100 percent 100 percent amazing series <laughs> yes it was so, so good really I can't wait you heard season two is happening right absolutely yeah I can't wait I'm counting down the days I- <laughs> So excited. Anyways, um, I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Okay. What is your favorite color? I would definitely say that the fictional question was probably the best question. Come on. But <laughs> mm-hmm. favorite color, 
uh, for me, it's weird. I go through like different phases with colors. Uh, currently, I have been like super into like like pale red, like coral, like Ooh. almost. Yeah. I have a hat. I can't get it. It's all the way over there. Um, but I have like a, I just got a new hat and I, I love that color, but I don't know. I go through phases. I guess it's like cliche to say black. Cause that's like basically what I wear mm-hmm. all the time. But yeah, like a coral color has been like my new favorite recently. <laughs> all right. Solid. Uh, so as Gory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you'd like to plug? Um, I would like to plug that our record comes out on August 13th. Part of me will be out via hopeless records. Uh, we just got the vinyls in and they're beautiful. So pre-order if you can, and we cannot wait to be back out there. And we have our CD release in August 15th. And then we play Rebel Rock in Orlando on September 24th. All right. Beautiful. Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been Andrew from Afterlife and we've been the Good Noise Podcast.